Hello and welcome to Too Fast, Too Forever. There's all kinds of family, we chose this one. This is episode 259, Life in the Fast Lane, number one. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And this we have, this is our first ever installment of this. No movie to talk about today. We will be covering a Too Fast, Too Furious minute at the end of this. But this is basically what we would refer to in the past as our intro segment as an entire episode. Look at that. Brand new world. Yeah, we're breaking new ground. I'm feeling fast today. Think fast, run fast. You've seen that, right? Maybe. What is that? Did you not see this? That um, they let Eli, well, I guess we get right into it in the weirdness and off topics, but they let Eli Manning uh, put on like a fake face and a wig and try out for uh, the Penn State football team. Okay, interesting. I did not see this. Yeah, so it was like, you know, like one of these like joke things that like ESPN did, I think, because, you know, he does, I think Eli's places, like Peyton does Peyton's places, you know this? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe? Peyton has his own show where he like goes around and just like talks about shit. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they gave Eli one too, essentially the same thing, and but like I think as like kind of promo for them doing Monday Night Football, the Manning cast and whatever, they let him like uh, put on a wig and he went as Chad Powers. Okay. Cool, super cool. So he tries out and like, and it's it's obviously Eli Manning, and although he's old, like he's still really pretty good compared to like these kids that are trying out right so he's just like dropping dimes in. and like one of the coaches is like i think we should pick up that chad powers kid like i think i see something in him you know like and um anyways they like you know measure his running and the whole thing was uh him he just is <laughs> saying to himself the whole time he's running think fast run fast think fast run fast so sorry no, that's that was, cool. I, I, I don't know. Any it's a fun of that. clip. It's like three minutes. Go watch it. It's it's a lot of fun. I forget who the coach of Penn State is right now. His name just escapes me. But um, he was in on it. Like he knew. Like the head coach knew, obviously. And, but uh, like none of the kids knew, and none of the other people knew. And it was cool. Fun cool. to watch. Good three minutes. It's just comical. I like Eli. So cool. And that's is that on the the, the Manning cast you said. No, I think it was just promo for the Manning cast. They put it, like, on socials mostly. Okay, okay. It was, like, you know, because it's just, like, a three-minute clip. So it was, like, on Twitter and uh, Facebook and stuff. Gotcha. Cool. Okay. Um, Before we get into anything, I want to let everybody know, in case you did not see it on our Twitter or you do not subscribe to the feed, in which case you absolutely should, that Joe and I did an episode of Zack Attack last night. We did. So that is out about the greatest beer run ever, available now on Apple TV+. Plus. There will be another Zack Attack out either this week or next week, depending on when you're listening to this. Another Zack Efron movie from this year, Firestarter. But if you want even more of us, basically the same show, but just about a different thing, go check out The Greatest Beer Run Ever, now available wherever you get Zack Attack. True. Yeah, 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 definitely. But Joe, so do you think, I feel like extracurricular activities should kind of come, like, I almost think we should take care of business up top and then get into extracurriculars because, like, like I don't know if we necessarily need, like, a format, but I still want to do, and we did not talk about this at all, we should have done this, but okay. I still want to do news because we need to do news. Definitely. 
Uh, I want to do emails and Patreon things and store and stuff like that. I also want to, this lap specifically, watch the trailers for the movies because we've never done that before. Sounds good to me. I like that. And then I think we'll end with the minute. But do you want to take care of the Fast and Furious news up top and then do extracurriculars for a while? Or what do you want to do? How do you think this is going to best play out? What's the best experience for both you and for our sweet, sweet listener? currently unsure i didn't even consider about switching it around i don't think that it makes a huge difference either way but i feel like if we do the news and those things kind of up top it might jar my memory to make extracurricular activities better okay so let's do that i also think that like you know what i mean as we're trying to like necessarily because we could theoretically just talk forever we're trying to hit like a uh, a time marker on this that we do the new stuff up top get that out of the way and then once we hit like a certain point or whatever like all right that seems like enough and then just go on to the minute or something maybe who knows i don't know we'll figure it out as we go but on the streets, actually, before I get there, let's do the Patreon. Jeez, this is I am I'm rattled by the question I it's asked so, you. It's it's so loosey. Jo- Joey just doesn't that the lack of structure is is letting Joey's brain well, run I, free. Well, I like, put together a structure here, like I always have a structure and everything, and <laughs> yes, I you yeah. know I just I am uh, at a loss here. But okay, we have a Patreon page. Too fast. Twoforever.com. Shout out to Cassie Wilson, Ben Milliman, Nick Burris, Alex Ellen, and Justin Kleiman, and Brian Rodriguez of. High School Slumber Party, Haley Gerbys, Wes Hampton, Jerry Robinson, Dan the Duke, Hayden, Renato DiDonato, Michael McGann, Lane Middleton, Lindsay Lewandowski, Nate Milton of the Kings of Sport, Jason Rainey, Tom Price, and Jessica Collins, a.k.a. Mon Thank you all for supporting us at the $5 a month level or above. If you want to get in on the action early episodes, the big thing now especially is bonus episodes. All of those names you just heard. No, 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 no. I'm sorry. All the $10 patrons get a pick every lap now. So there's going to be a lot of bonus episodes, more than one a month. So if you want that, if you want our undying love and affection, if you want handwritten notes of love, TooFast2Forever.com, even a a dollar a month gets you in the door for some of that stuff. Not all of it, but some of it. So go do that. Yeah, please. If you want to just email us, family at cageclub.me. Joe, we have two emails, both from Alex Ellenin, and then two Patreon updates. So I, I mentioned briefly on the uh, the Fast and the Furious, the first episode with Montez, that we got a new patron, Meet Tom Price. Still don't know who this person is necessarily. Uh, he opted out of physical you know, perks, though, so he doesn't want our stickers or our mail. And That's I, fine, but Which is fine. Yeah. Totally fine. Yeah. But I reached out. I'm like, hey, uh, you know, thanks so much for supporting us. If you want this, let us know. And he's like, he's liking posts on the Patreon, but I guess he doesn't want our stickers, which is totally fine. But thank you, Tom, for supporting us. Yeah, or, you know, spring for a P.O. box for like two days and we'll send you the stickers and or like a month worth of P.O. box. And yeah, the stickers are cool. You obviously don't have to share your address with us. That, that's totally fine. I get that. A hundred percent, but like the stickers are cool, so I I will give them to you as NFTs that are not available to actually use. Sure, sure. Let's we can do that. Do that. Yeah. yeah, Tom, you you own one Tom only NFT of the sticker. Well, I will say that the five dollar a month patrons are supposed Two. to get one sticker, Two. but I give them three. I've been sending out three, so he gets three. You get three Tom Tom one Tom two Tom three NFTs. Speaking of Tom NFTs, this is not a thing. Uh, but Wes bumped up to ten dollars a month, so thank you, Wes, for supporting us thank there. You, Wes. Wes is going to get a pick every mo- every lap now, not every month, Jesus, uh, every lap now. So 
he's going to be slotted in toward the end of the lap because I'm just going in the order. If you if you are a $10 a month patron and you have not gotten in your pick yet, I think almost everyone has. But if you have not yet or if you want to bump up, do that because then I'll have to like sort of like slide things around. Basically, the more people who pay us $10 a month, which is, again, a lot of money to ask because you could get Netflix almost for that much, right? Like it's, yeah, it's whatever. Yeah, it's a ton, yeah. But the more people who do that, the more bonus episodes everyone gets. So too fast, too forever.com. And again... As a reminder, it could be whatever you want us to watch. This is the Vin Diesel app. It doesn't have to be a Vin Diesel movie. Some people are picking Vin Diesel movies, but it can be like literally anything. So if you want yeah. to get weird with it, too fast, too forever.com. Yeah, I'm excited for the free range. Uh, we've heard a lot of uh, cool, interesting options, you know, like some of some weirder options mm-hmm, mm-hmm, are being mm-hmm, tossed mm-hmm. around as ideas. So yeah, I'm I'm into it. Totally fine by me. Whatever you guys want, man. Like So now we have two emails from Alex, two actual emails. One man, with three weeks in between this, I talked to him about this like it feels like almost a month ago. But he was he sent me a meme on Instagram because he and I mostly talk on Instagram. Okay. And he was like, what's your thoughts? And I was like, can you email this in? Because I feel like... I'll forget. <laughs> no, it's it's better for that. And I also, I definitely would have forgotten if, you know, if we hadn't. But there was a meme that went around a couple years ago, actually, it looks like. But it's from Twitter, from Amber at Beer Bottle Blonde, who said, pick a movie, keep one actor, the rest are played by Muppets. And he just says, oh. discuss. I think it also went viral on Reddit. I don't know if it was recently or back when it happened or whatever. He says, first movie, Vince. Keep Vince in. Everybody else is a Muppet. That's incredible. I like, hear me out. This mm-hmm. is this is the first, just where my brain went. Mm-hmm. Second movie, Too Fast, keep Roman, everybody else is a Muppet. So that was, we, we, we kind of got to the point. I don't know if we did Too Fast, but I, he then said... Uh, three would be DK. And I said, you're just keeping the most aggro guy, which I thought made it really funny that in Fate of the Furious, if you keep baby Brian as baby Brian and everyone else is a Muppet, so there's just a human baby surrounded by Muppets would be pretty <laughs> That's funny. That's amazing. Yeah, that would be fun. But I then like he that. said, to your point, every other movie is Roman, I think, or the Shaws. Okay. Seeing Jason Statham try to be in an action movie with a cast full of puppets would be incredible. Yeah. Because I think it, you just need somebody who's angry, right? Like, you need someone who it will be funny to see them interacting with and yelling at Muppets or puppets in general, and then you just go with that. So Roman, either incredulous that puppets aren't understanding him, or just an aggro dude just, like, wiling out on puppets or something. Like, it's a good idea. It's a good thought experiment. I really, really like it. I, I can imagine the Muppets thinking Roman is cool and mimicking Roman. You know what I mean? Being like, oh, we're hungry too. You know, like that kind of situation. <laughs> That'd be pretty good. That was a pretty good Muppet voice too. I, I got to give you credit for that. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I, I just like that idea a lot. I think it was really funny. Uh, so shout out to Alex for that idea. If you have other movies that either, you know, Fast and Furious movies, of course, the main ones, or just any movie that we've done that, oh. you know, we have not talked about. If you want to email those in, family at kfl.me. What about James Conn and Thief? Everybody else is a Muppet. <laughs> I wonder, like, I wonder if it'd be better if the main <laughs> character were a Muppet or just some random side character. Like, I think they're both good. I don't know. Yeah, I think, I, I really like it. That's, that's a lot of fun. I'm going to play that game just in general. Like, I now want to continue. What about, like, um, fuck, what is it? House of, House of Dragons. I think I'm going to say House of Gucci. No, House of Dragons, the king 
is the only <laughs> real person and everybody else is a Muppet. <laughs> pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. I'm wondering, yeah, like, uh, if you were to do, like, Breaking Bad, who would you keep? Jesse, obviously. Keep Jesse. Or Badger. Badger's but, already a Muppet. He's a human Muppet. <laughs> that's what I mean. So, like, I think that that would... That's what, I, that's what I'm saying. You either keep Jesse... And, like, because he's in the most, and you do, like, the rest of the show normally, or you just have Badger interacting with Muppets, which I think would be hilarious, because you're right, he is a Muppet. I almost wonder if, like, you would keep, go to the the aggro thing, and no, 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 just go uh, Asak Schrader. Keep him around. And Gomi becomes a Muppet. Sure. Uh, What's her name? His wife, Marie. Marie, They're not rocks, Marie, they're minerals. Mm -hmm. And he's just yelling at a Muppet. Schrader brow, he gets all freaked so. out. I think okay, so. Okay, yeah, yeah, that works too. This is that's why I said this is fun. I really, really like this. Okay. So I shout out to Alex for that. Alex's Thank other you, Alex. email is heist team. So he sent in a heist team as well. So before that, okay, cool. I want to go back because I want to. We put our thing on Twitter. We did your team against my team against Jason's team because Jason yes. did one basically on behalf of the patrons. So as a reminder, my team was the getaway driver would be Han. The muscle would be Chris Chihurlis, or Han from Tokyo Drift specifically. Muscle was Val Kilmer and Heat, Chris Chihurlis. Crowd yep. control was Swayze and Point Break for Bodie. My yep. wild card was Hattie from Hobbs and Shaw, obviously. Financier, Mr. Nobody from Furious 7. And the mastermind was Donnie, aka Ice Chip in Den of Thieves. You it's did, a good lineup. It's a good lineup. Your That's getaway good. driver was Dom in Fast and Furious 6. The muscle yep. was Deckard from Hobbs and Shaw. Yep. Crowd Control, Letty from Furious 7. Wild Card, Brian from FNF4. Financier, Queenie from F9. And your mastermind was Robert De Niro in Heat as Neil McCauley. Another great lineup. And then Jason did the ones that we, you know, the, the winners on the Patreon. Yes. His getaway driver was Letty from the first movie. The muscle was Deckard from Fate. Crowd Control was, again, Swayze in Point Break. Wild Card, James Conn and Thief, the character of Frank. Financier Uncle Kamada from Tokyo Drift and the Mastermind Ramsey Furious Seven. So we put this on Twitter, and we got seventeen votes. So fair, fair showing. But Jason beat me by one vote. But you overwhelmingly, forty-seven point one percent of the votes. You know, eight of seventeen went to you, Joe. They think your team is best. I know. I ran a mini campaign. I think that uh, a couple of those votes were just from people that like me on twitter well you said vote for me or don't i don't care something like that right yeah no i i my my wording was vote for me or don't vote at all oh well that's fair too i think so i'm glad that it just wasn't a tie i was i was expecting it to just be a three-way dead heat tie yeah because i mean that's how these all go um i'm glad that everybody appreciated my team i did use a lot of the family which i wasn't planning to do at the beginning uh, but it just seemed to work out that way, and glad everybody agrees. I'm happy to take that win. I think that they are all great heist teams, though, so uh, honestly, I wouldn't mind picking any of those. Myself. Like, if I, like if, if you were to be like, oh, you have to use Joey's, I will be like, okay, yeah, that works, too. I'll take it. Yeah, like, I'm not thrilled that I lost, but I'm glad that I got a quarter of the votes, right? You know what I mean? So, like, nobody got really blown out. Me and Jason were just about even, and you had yeah. you know, considerably yeah. more, but everybody had a handful of votes, so... Pretty good showing. Exactly. So here's here's Alex's heist team. Let's see how please, his stacks please up. Please tell me. I want to hear what he has. Did he use the Patreon picks or just his own or what? Do uh, we'll see. Never I don't know. Guy. He says this most be this might be the most efficient and effective heist team. No innocent bystanders. Everyone is as cold as ice. Han. Oh, okay. And then he describes it. So he has the driver is Ice Chip. 
Okay. So not my mastermind. He's a driver here. Ice Chip as the driver. Did he? Did he like do any driving? Like he was the delivery driver. Well, no, he's. You remember he was he was recruited because he was a driver. Oh, that's right. He kind of did like the drive situation. You're right. He was a very good driver. Okay. Cool. 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 Perfect. Yes. The muscle is Chris Pine for from Hell or High Water. He's uh, cold. Ice cold. Yeah. The wild card. Your boy Slevin Kalevra from Lucky Number Slevin. He he's good, and you know what? He's kind of like a Han mirror too, like a little bit of like a chameleon. Don't do not compare him to Han, please. No, but I mean, no. I said in the sense that he is a little bit like a chameleon, where like I think Josh Hartnett could be like both handsome and be like, oh yeah, there was a handsome guy that came through here, but like you don't really think about him afterwards because he's the most bland, bland handsome guy of all time. Pretty much, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like Han, Han is more distinct. And, like, you'd be like, oh, like, this guy with the long hair, and he's, like, really handsome. Or, like, Josh Hartner, you'd be like, oh, like, a pretty, you know, clean-cut-looking uh, white guy, and he had brown hair and brown eyes, and he was here, you know? like sure. yep. Mm-hmm. If you drew him in a sketch, he would be, like, a thousand different dudes, right? Sure. Just, like, any dude in a frat. His financier matched yours of Queenie. His crowd control was Han, and his mastermind was also yours, Robert De Niro from Heat. So he says... Han, Slevin, and Chris Pine are making sure no hostages get hurt. De Niro keeps everyone Fair. in line. Yeah. And Queenie is a mean negotiator as we try to fence our loot. So that's a pretty good team. I think it's an excellent team. I, I'm glad. Thanks for using two of my choices. I, I, I'm very proud of that. That's good. You know, I think we said when we were doing our picks on the episode, but like it's hard to have a bad team when we're picking the best of the best in like some of the best heist movies. Well, you know what I mean? It's just like yes, yes, all yes, these yes, people yes, yes. are stacked. So it's it's hard. It would be really hard, I think, to put together a bad team. Yeah, we would have had to pick like who's the worst. Oh, I just had a good idea. What's that? Next time, if we do another heist lap, mm-hmm. we pick who the worst characters are, and we have to put together a heist team of the worst of them and see who who we think could possibly accomplish it. I Not wonder, because I feel like know, a lot of movies would just sort of have, like, the druggie or whatever, right? Like, the one who, or, or you know, like, a, he eventually comes around, but, like, a Vince in five, in Fast Five, which is yes. like, oh, no, he's going to backstab the team. And I feel like it would be a whole bunch of, like, it's like, who doesn't really fuck you over? Exactly, 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 exactly. So, but that's all the emails for today. If you want to email in family at cageclub.me, if you have a heist team, if you want to send your Muppet pick in, if you just want to say hi, family at cageclub.me, we'll read it in three weeks on the next Life in the Fast Lane. But Joe, on the streets, oh, we have a store, too fast, too forever.shop. We've got our George Pickens shirt. No, I think we've only sold like one shirt this season. But now that your other boy. Well, boys, he got 100 yards. He got 100 yards the last game, so. We'll see. I don't know. I don't know why anybody ever honestly bought that in the first place, but... Same. You know, we'll see if it happens. But too fast, too forever. shop for our clothing and merchandise. I think it's basically every design on every piece of thing that they sell, so if you want a mug or a shower curtain or a print or sticker or whatever, too fast, too forever.shop. Uh, but Joe, on the streets, news about the Fast and Furious. There's a bunch of things that I've written down, uh, but what do you remember from the last three weeks? Anything of note that stands out to you in Fast and Furious news since we last did this thing? No, I, d- I don't. Maybe if you start talking, I'll remember some of them. But, like, I don't specifically remember any Fast and the Furious news is coming out besides, like, maybe Brie Larson's character's name. Do you remember what that name is? <sighs> no, I don't. Brie Larson is Tess, T-E-S-S. Oh, that makes sense. That makes sense. And someone on Twitter, I don't remember who it was because it was weeks ago, so I apologize. One of our listeners said Tess Tarosa, which is pretty funny. 
Oh, that's a good joke. I like that. I like that. Vin had dinner with Michael Caine, and we were wondering if he was maybe Papa Shaw. Probably not, but maybe. Oh, yes. And come on, man. We've been pitching that forever. Thanks, Vin, for listening to Too Fast, Too Forever. Truly. Appreciate it. Uh, We pitched Michael Caine many times, I think, during the original Italian Job episode, right? We definitely did. I think so. it's not. It's not me making that up, right? I, I, I know that we've talked about it because it's like who's an old, sometimes curmudgeonly, but also just cool old British dude, and yeah, it'd be Michael Caine. There was another news that I think Reaction Rocket and T'Challa Stan on Twitter were going nuts about, and I had to Google who this was. But Luis da Silva as Diogo from Fast Five is returning for Fast X. Uh, that's the guy, I think, as far as we looked up, right? That he's the guy that they the challenged to the race, and then we don't actually see them race? Oh, no, no, no. Yes, yes. I thought that maybe it was the um, the Cuban mile race guy, but you're right. He's the one that they show up and... No, this um, is from Fast Five. Yeah, not from Fate. Wait, wait. Yeah. He's the one that they show up. He said he has a Porsche, right? And he's like, oh, a Toretto's car in my garage would be you know, the ultimate trophy or whatever. And then, like, they just show Brian pulling up in the Porsche. Right, yes, into the into the into where they're testing the camera thing. Yes. Yes. So he's coming back, so I guess maybe they're either going back to Brazil, possibly, or he's going elsewhere. But it's the kind of thing where it's just, like, if you love him, if you love that scene, that's cool. But, like, I want to have other characters come back. Like, I want to have, you know, Suki I think they're hiding back. it out. They, they have to be, come on, man. Like, it's a, we saw Nine... It's a lot of fan service. If we're all being like, we want Suki back, we want DK back, we want all it's somebody's going to pop up. Yeah, I think. True. I think that's all the Fast and Furious news. I have two things about the show kind of to talk about, but I don't think there's any other Fast and Furious news. I'm trying to be more dil. Like I would just what I would do before each of these episodes when we did like every this every week was I just like scroll through Twitter, see like what we retweeted or see what we tweeted about or whatever. I think I've been I've been pretty good about writing these down. I don't think I forgot anything, but if I did, you know, email it in or tweet at Twitter at tweet Jesus tweet at us Twitter at us. You know, let us know. But I think that's all. Like, we're still in one of those kind of quiet lulls, even though we did have the name reveal for Tess, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I think so. And we'll get, we'll start getting stuff soon. Now I feel like we're actually like, with this kind of stuff coming out, we might get close to a trailer soon. Like, it feels like now it's kind of brewing, right? Like, it's not like this radio silence. Uh, yeah, I think so. But I mean, we've also been like kind of saying that for a while now. So I genuinely don't know. I have no idea if this is going to be something that like they don't drop until the Super Bowl or if they're going to do something before, who knows. But we're every time we talk about this, the con- we're, we're closer to the release date. So it's more likely that something's going to happen sooner rather than later, right? Just because of time. Yeah, exactly. The thing that I did realize, though, that we might have to do this lap, I'm not sure, but I don't know if you know, but Vin Diesel is in Avatar 2, which comes out in December. Oh, no. Did you... Is this true? My my buddy told me that the reason, like partially part of the reason why it took so long for the new Avatar is because James Cameron's shooting two and three at the same time. I think he's doing that back to back. Yeah, but that's not really why it took so long. I mean, it's it's part of it. But I like, mean, he's also, he's like, for all of his movies, he like literally invents new technology to use. I know. I, I, know, I understand that part of it. But he's saying like, the be, between the beginning of the shooting of two and it coming out, is also because they're shooting two and three together, and it's going to be a trilogy, right? Well, there's going to be five of them. Is there? 
Yeah, it's this and year the and then every two years through 2028, as it stands right now. But Avatar 3 and 24, Avatar 4 and 26, and Avatar 5 and 28. And the first one came back in 2009. So I think it's just that James Cameron that takes Avatar? forever. No, but I don't really care. I mean, like, I'd rather have him do other things, but at the same time, like, this is probably going to be great. I mean, I don't really have strong feelings about the first one one way or the other, but, like, you know, he's People one of the best to it. do it. I know. I like James Cameron. People loved the first Avatar. I thought it was good, but it's space Pocahontas, right? So, like, I thought it was really, like, it's good, but people loved it a lot more than I did. Well, so my, my co-host over on How to Win the Lottery, Bob, went to see it in theaters again because he had some he had a day off from work, and so he went to see it, and he said it was great. Like, it's it's the kind of thing where I think, like, I think it gets a kind of bad, but it got it has like a weird right? reputation. Yeah, because they... They had it on Disney Plus for a while. They took it off Disney Plus to put it back in theaters. They're going to put it back on Disney Plus before the sequel comes out. But I think if you really care about it, you want to see it again. If you want to pay it, if you want to pony up to see it, it's in theaters now as we record this, at least, I think. So, you know, it, it made a lot of money the weekend it came out. Like, people still care about this. People want to go see it. So I don't know. The, I don't know if the new one's going to make $2 billion again, but it's going to make a lot of money. I think people care. Yeah, that's awesome, though. Check that out. I also did want to, I, I called this out on, uh, did I call it on? No, not in social, just in the description. But your most Dom pick in the first movie is not actually a thing that is in the movie. So, okay, so yes. <sighs> yes, I, and I'm glad that you brought this up because I want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. That it's like the implied invitation. Like, he, there's, there's no point because I picked... You said when Dom invites Brian to the barbecue. Yes. That's an off-screen situation. Yeah, it's not in the movie. It's not in the movie, but I think the at... Brian showing up to the barbecue implies that Dom invited him, and that action alone is including him in a familial activity is what I meant. Yeah, but that's the same thing like... Uh, my most Dom moment is when he does a thousand push-ups, and it's like, well, we don't. No, see that. I, it's completely not. Like it kind of is, though. No, because he could have been doing pull-ups. He could have been oh, doing Jesus. crunches. But like, okay, so from here on out, we need to not imply or assume things that happen off-screen. Like, there's a million to be things honest, that happen to be not honest, on-screen. To be honest, like. It just in my head, it just exists. I know, like, I know it does. It's like cause... headcanon because because like how else would Brian show up there, right? Like like I get that like like when you pointed out, I was like, oh yeah, like he never explicitly says in the movie like, oh come by my house tomorrow for the barbecue. But at the same time, like he shows up for the barbecue. Well, like when I was doing like the most letty minute or most letty moment or whatever, like the thing I was basically pulling for, or the same thing with the Jacob, where's Jacob at, whatever. No, actually that was a little bit different, but like I was, I was looking for screenshots from that scene that we talk about. And like, you know, the one that Montez picked is one that we've already used. And then I was looking, I was going, okay, so we got two art, we got yours and we got mine. And I was like, I don't think yours is in the movie. And then I asked you on Facebook, you're like, yeah, it's in the movie. Yeah, it happens. And I'm like, Oh, well, I, mean, I, I guess I got. No. I guess I got a scrub. I'm like, did it? Are you sure? You're like, yeah. And I'm like, where? And you're like, oh no, actually, it doesn't happen in the movie. I was like, oh my god, what the fuck, man? <laughs> Sorry. So from now on, let's do things that only happen on screen. That's that's a fair assessment. I get it. My most dom moment in boiler room is when he gets the job. Well, that happened ten years before the movie happened, but you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. <laughs> But at the same time, it's like, dude, like, I want to pick something that isn't necessarily 
the the most obvious because like I want to get like have more of a a deeper cut to be friendly to the guest, right? Well, I mean, like we let Montez go first. Yeah, that's true. But like, yeah, that that's why I'm saying like I'm always looking for like a deeper moment in like in my head for mine because I don't want like it to be like when Dom like opens his arm and, and says this is Brazil. You know what I mean? Cuz mm-hmm. like, okay, there's a high likelihood that that could be like Montez. You just went so deep that you went out of the movie. Yes, that's you exactly. You burrowed so far down that you wound up in China basically. I You're broke like, the sixth wall. Yeah. Like just right out through the yeah. So I was like, Jesus. Okay, but yeah, okay. So I, I'm because there was a moment when I was editing and like trying to find the screenshot. I'm like, am I going crazy? I even but, opened up but the minute you document, that, but it almost made you think that it was real. Well, like I didn't so think that's it was a, that's, real, but when I said, "Is in the movie," you're like, "Yeah," and I was like, "All right." So then I, I literally looked at every line of dialogue, thanks to the thanks to the minute document that Dom said between the start of the movie and the barbecue. And I'm like, "This isn't in the movie." I didn't think it was in the movie, but it's not in the movie. And you're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's not in the movie." I'm like, well, "Oh, okay." But, you know, we yeah. got there in the end. And also, it's fun did. to talk about here. So, it thank was. you for giving us content. Sorry. Thank you, fun. thank you, thank you. I think that's all the news. I think that's all the topics to talk about. We'll do the trailer and the minute at the end. So, Joe, extracurricular activities. What do you want to talk about? What have you been up to in the last few weeks? What's been going on? Things you've been watching? Things you've been doing? Things you want to talk about? TV-wise, TVs. There's also, a lot of by the TV way, sorry to interrupt what? you. But if, if anybody out there wants to create a extracurricular activities theme song, that'd be nice. Oh, it, can it be like do 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 like a school theme? Like sure. Or it could just okay. it could literally just be like uh, Sean saying, uh, "I gotta stay after school for some extracurricular activities." Oh, I like it. Okay, I've been up to a couple main things. Um, one, I I've been saving this story for you because I wanted to tell you it, but um, I went to this comedy show that was at this brewery up the street from my house. Mm-hmm. Okay. I was really excited. The brewery makes very, very good beer, like very well-known beer. And I was like, okay, cool. So like, we're going to go to this comedy show and like the tickets were free. Zach is like part of the mug club there. So, uh, he like had heard about it and we're like, okay, cool. So Rachel and I go and, but it's, it's in a brewery, right? So it's not like really set up like a comedy show. Sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. And also, it was kind of just, like, free and open to the public, and but not super advertised. So there happened to be, like, some people there that were just at a brewery on a Monday night. So it's like going to a bar and not knowing, not knowing that it's karaoke. Yes. A hundred percent. A thousand percent. like, oh, I guess this is happening here, but we're just here to drink. Yes. Okay. So, and the brewery doesn't uh, have a kitchen, so, like, uh, typically you can, like, get food from wherever and just bring it in, and they let you eat it because they don't have a kitchen. They uh, they have a food truck outside, but not a kitchen. We go and we sit down there. Uh, they start, like, clearing stuff to, like, put the microphone stand up and, like, like establish where the stage will be. Okay. okay. Like, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like, the stage, but really it's just, you know, part of the floor. So there's three people sitting at it's like and there's like two couches that face each other that are like in front of the stage and then like another two couches that face each other that are behind those in a line. Okay? And we're at the other two couches with a table in the middle in the back. Okay? Okay. Yep. But there's two so, couches. So the way you're describing is like half the people in the crowd not actually looking at the stage or are they just all angled to look at the stage. 
No, like you could just like sit and turn, but yes, you're facing the other side of the couch because it's set up like a brewery. They gotcha. normally okay. have like a yep. table mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. But like if you just turn your head to the right, like beyond where I'm sitting, there's like another set of couches and then the guy is doing comedy right at the end of them. Okay? The people that happen to be sitting at the couch closest to the comedians, all three of them sitting there are on their laptops. Very cool. Off to a great start. As someone who's been to a bunch of comedy shows, and as as speaking to you as someone who's been to a bunch of comedy shows, uh, you know that that's probably not the best environment, and comedians don't take kindly to this kind of situation. Right? I think like, it's partly like it's. I think it's about the expectations. Like if they're expecting this to be like a normal gig, and they show up and it's like this, like I would be furious. But if they're like, "Hey, this is going to be chaos," and like you still sign up for the gig, like that might be kind of okay. But like, I it's it's not great if you don't know or if you whatever. It's that's it's it's less than ideal. We can say. Yeah. So I don't think that they knew. So you have that going on. It's also a brewery, so people have brought their dogs. Mm-hmm. There's at least two dogs in the crowd. Then, in the back, there's, like, people that are just, like, at the bar of the brewery just trying to drink beers. So this show went off the fucking rails. Were these, like, local comics, or are they, like, regional or names? Like, did you know any of them or no? One of the guys, I swear to God, was on, like, This Is Not Happening at one point. Like, as, like, I think... Well, I think a lot of those guys are just, like, New York guys, I think, mostly, right? Yeah, and we're in Connecticut, so, like, I think, like, you know, he's not far. One of them seemed very, very familiar. I don't remember his name, but he seemed, he seemed like I recognized him. Okay. Okay? Mm Mm-hmm. So they come out, and they are just fucking roasting these people for being on their laptops, like, over and over and over again. And then, like... Somebody else like goes out, picks up food, and brings food in. They're like, you just fucking walk in with food in the middle of the thing. And there's like people talking in the back. It went off the rails. Uh, it was hilarious for that. The comedians were decent, but it was just a very wild experience. Uh, I w- hope they do another one. I hope it's as chaotic. And if and if I get word that they are doing it, I want you to join just to see like. How weird this goes because it's just like it was just like a very surreal experience for everything that i've seen in comedy like they like roasted the lady with the fucking dog the dog barked at one point you know like i can't imagine what it would be like to be a comedian trying to experience this do they do other like live like do they do like concerts and stuff there or is this like the first their first attempt at like live entertainment no they do stuff like this they've done like bands outside and stuff but that night it was like rainy i don't know if they plan to do it out they have like kind of like a it's pretty much in like a parking lot right it's like warehouse parking lot right so they have like part of the parking lot like roped off with tables and shit and they set up like a mini stage there and i've seen them have like bands there and stuff like that and so you can like sit inside and just like be in a brewery or you can sit at tables outside and then it's kind of like an outsidey type thing like nothing like significant but just like to do that no it wasn't their first like event there like their first ever thing i I, maybe the first inside maybe the first and like it had to be because it was raining or something but like i don't know just weird experience very very strange and um i'm excited to see if it continues and what happens from there uh seeing comedians get like really unnerved was actually kind of interesting i felt bad for them but at the same time it was like 
you know, they just had like fucking roast these people. Yeah, I feel like it's the kind of thing where if if you set it up as like, hey, this is the first time we're ever doing this, we're not sure if it's going to work. Like, I think you know they could have some fun with it, but it's you know that's just a terrible tough. And you're you're also telling me about like they were dropping checks just like while they were on stage, right? Or like you know just everything, every like all the chaos was going on. Where it's just like there's there's no thought really put into like making sure the the comedians actually have a uh, a good time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, like, people were like, my beer is done. I'm going to go get a fucking other one. Like, yep. when do you see people, like, walk in the middle of a thing, so. Well, it's also annoying. Like, if, if you and I just went there to drink and we didn't know there was a comedy show, I'd be like, well, I don't, am I supposed to be quiet? Like, I don't want to be quiet. Like, I, this is, I, I went out to, like, have a good time. It's the kind of thing where, like, if you go to a comedy show and you're being an asshole, like, you're an asshole. But if you're going to a brewery and there's just a comedy show there, it's like, well, what do we do? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It, but I, I was also, like, the people, like, working on their laptops, I was, I was like, if I sat there and I realized that, like, I was essentially, like, right in front of a stage and, like, wasn't planning for that, I'd be like, maybe we should go to a restaurant down the street. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I should probably close my laptop and just head out because, like, that's it. Or be like, close my laptop, drink a beer, and watch the comedy show. Right. Not like, oh. And there was, like, at one point, one of the girls was actually, like, watching a YouTube video on her laptop. And the comedian could see it and, like, commented on it. Like, there was, like, a video playing. Yeah, that's weird. I mean, I, I, I don't – it's hard to take, I think, either side. I think it's just, like, yes, a weird yeah, yeah. overall That's what I mean, experience. yes. Yeah. Uh, anyways, glad I experienced it because it was strange, and I liked that. The other fun thing, like, activity-wise that I did was uh, this weekend, my parents came to visit us, and I took them to the Big E for the first time, which we've talked about before mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. You've been to, I've been to. Um, so the Big E is the Eastern, what is it, the New England States Exposition. And it's, you know, all the New England states have their big fair. Um, it only runs for like two weeks a year. So we went for the last day, which was this weekend. And um, uh, it was really cool because I had never, you know, my parents had never gotten to be there actually my dad has never been in massachusetts before so that was a like he got to be in a new state which is cool um and we went and then ate a bunch of food walked around showed them all the things bought like a bunch of dumb little shits and then at the end of the night we went to um a concert there and they had leonard skinner at the end of the night which was is like this one the, of my... was this like the end of the big e was this the final day of the big e final final day final yep. show everything um, so, uh, my parents really, really like Leonard Skinner. They've always have. And how so, many of the um, members, cause like that, like didn't two of them die on a plane? Like are, are any of these people still the original members? Yeah. I think one or two of them are the original, okay. or at least one of them is, I think maybe one of the other ones is too, but then like, um, you know, they like have like a different pianist and stuff like that that mm-hmm. like comes in and plays with them. Um, but they sounded good. They played all the hits. There was, like, no downtime. They had, like, just, like, a very small opening band that played for, like, 20 minutes. But then they just, like, crushed through hits. How long was, like, about an hour or, or more? Hour and a half. Okay, because, like, I saw, when I saw Carly there, she played, like, I think for, like, just about an hour. And, like, most, like, her normal set was, like, an hour and a half or something. So, like, I know she definitely condensed down. So maybe they did, like, two down an hour and a half. I don't know. I mean, they obviously have more. Mm, I, I, I'm not super familiar. Like, Carly's got a lot of songs. I don't know, no, but I was Skinner wondering has, if it was... Skinner okay. has, like... In their hour-and-a-half set, they played nothing but hits you would hear on the radio. Right, yeah, okay. So they have a ton of songs, right. Okay. They have a ton. 
yeah, so it was it was good. They sounded good. The crowd was fun because it was just like a bunch of people my parents' age being really, really excited, right? Sure. So, had your parents seen the the original band or no? They've seen Skinner before, but I think after um, post plane crash. Yeah, uh, after Van Zant died. So gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so like I think my mom said that that was maybe her like third time seeing them, and my dad has seen them once before. So it was like second and third time for them, but like I had never seen Skinner, so um I had an enjoyable time too, and it was cool to see like, you know, a band with my parents that my parents really like. I've actually never experienced that before. Cool. Have you? I don't know if I've ever really gone to a concert with either of my parents, like good or bad. That's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Like, like there was in the town I grew up in, there was a uh, huge balloon festival that would always have like those kind of acts, like maybe not as big as Leonard Skinner, but like they'd be like the Beach yeah. Boys, but like wasn't really like it didn't have you know like Brian Wilson or whatever. Like they would have like names, and they would put on like a free show like out in a field somewhere or whatever, and it was yes. all, like a band shell. But I don't even think I saw any of those with them either. Like even those kind of like free like oh we're already here. I don't know that I've ever seen any concert with them. So you know I don't know I've never I've never had that experience. Yeah, I think that the only. Like, I've gone to things with my mom before. Like, I saw you 2 with her That's cool. at some point. Yeah, when they did, like, the 360 tour. But, like, never both of them together. So, like, because it was always just, like, my dad was working or, like, doing something or, like, didn't want to go or whatever. So, yeah, so it was it was a lot of fun. Um, I had a great time with them. They're back, and it was good seeing them just here, right? Like, I just like having them around. So, cool, uh, yeah. That was like the two main um, things I did. What about you? I'm going to do that and then we could talk about media stuff. Sure. I'm yeah. Figuring. I would always like talk about like the, the podcast I recorded and stuff, but like just assume that there's always more podcasts, always more 1999 on Mondays or every other Monday and always more lottery pods on Thursday. Mike did come down. We watched the uh, the new Elvis or not the new Elvis. Jesus, the new Hanks movie, uh, Pinocchio, where he plays Geppetto, which is pretty bad. Uh, we did an, a, a Hanks episode about that. No, we did an Elvis movie as well, which is why that word was in my brain. Um, also, I had the Yankee Iman and they just showed a trailer or like a commercial for the movie Elvis. So that was also in my brain. Uh, but it's nice to see Mike. We watched uh, we watched Pinocchio together because I'm like, there is, I have zero interest in watching this movie at all. And I think if we watch it together, it'll like, we'll, we'll get through it better. You know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah. so it was not good. I do not recommend it, but it was free to watch on Disney Plus, which was nice. And then we watched a Hanks, uh, 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 an Elvis movie, an actual Elvis movie, an old Elvis movie that we, that I really love. Like there's this one insane scene, which I tweeted about. I don't know if any, I don't know if you saw but there's this movie, there's a scene in this movie, Girls, 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 that is truly crazy. And I, I saw love you it. talking about how much you liked Girls, Girls, Girls. What's the scene? Can you describe it to me? So there's a, it's a samba dance. So it's, you think that a, a game that Mike and I play, which is similar to games that we've played like on Zack Attack and everything, but like we're really guessing because we don't know anything about any of these is like, what do you think the movie is going to be? Because like, we don't know other than like, even like Blue Hawaii, we're like, okay, so he's in Hawaii, but like, we don't know the story. So yeah, Girls, yeah, exactly. Girls, Girls, we're like, oh, there's, you know, he's going to be in love with a bunch of different girls, but there's two and one kind of hates him. So it's a weird, it's a really weird name. Um, but this girl that he is, he sort of has a crush with, a crush on in love with whatever he goes over to her apartment and she's cooking dinner and then she sets the oven on fire and then elvis like puts it out then he cooks dinner and then they dance but it's called the walls have ears and so they're just sitting in the living room after dinner and they hear their neighbors having like having a huge argument and they're like shouting like the wall the things on the wall are kind of rattling and then that argument 
basically transitions into the neighbors having sex. And so you hear okay. sort of like other kinds of bumping and noises. And so Elvis and this girl are kind of laughing. And so they like sort of shout back or whatever. And then like they bang back on the wall and things are dancing around or whatever. And so Elvis starts singing the song, The Walls Have Ears. And they're doing this like samba dance around the living room. And as they're doing this, like it's a good song, it's whatever. Uh, things on both walls, things on the ceiling, things on the floor are all like on like ropes and on like pulleys and stuff and so they're all like dancing around like it's like a disney animated movie oh that's cool and the girl is beautiful and elvis i saw this thing on the new york post elvis in the scene has a boner um like you can see like he has an erection uh through his pants which is wild but like also you know it's a very sexy scene for the time especially she's beautiful and like it's just like even without that i was like this is because so many of these movies are like all right, Elvis is like in the car, like, oh, there's a song on the radio, better sing along. Or he'll like literally see a guitar, be like, oh, hey, can I borrow that? Like, it's just any excuse for Elvis to sing a song. And here, I'm just like, they actually went all out and did this thing and like made a production of it. And it was so weird and goofy and like didn't feel grounded in reality. And for so many of these movies, like none of them I don't think are really bad but so many of them are just like are not great for me to have like oh no this is amazing uh i just loved it so you can look on youtube just the walls have ears elvis presley and it's like a two minute scene because all these songs are super short and it's so funny and so good and again i might be like stockholm syndrome to be like these are all terrible and i'm just trying to find rays of, like, i don't think it's that bad but i can also see you watching this being like uh yeah okay that's fine right okay but i i i recommend if you have two minutes check out the walls have ears because it's just it's so weird considering the movie's like 60 years old. And so it was really cool. That is really cool. It sounds fun. I like it. I like the idea of it. And I like when um, when you have this like added production, like you describing the stuff moving on the walls is what sold me. So I'll give it a watch. Like it feels like, and I don't know if this is true, but it feels like that scene cost more or took more time to figure out than the entire rest of the movie. It's just like one of these like where everything, like they're just on boats and they're just here and they're just like on the island and they're just cooking dinner. And then it's like, oh no, everything in this house is moving. It's like, oh, okay. Cool. Yeah. Uh, But the big thing that I did was last week I was down in Austin because my sister stayed down there when I moved back and she bought a house last year and then my parents retired down there and they bought a house this year, not in Austin, but outside Austin and I hadn't seen either house. So I went down last week. So we recorded the Boiler Room episode early, which is another benefit to this new kind of schedule. Mm -hmm. And so I was down there. I flew down there on Tuesday and my sister picked me up at the airport with her friend. We went straight to the Moody Center, which is this big new venue, which is like, like a... like it's it's basically like a basketball court arena sized, and actually what's kind of cool is that they're going to have a couple Spurs games they're going to play there in April, I think. So like, oh weird, they're going to okay. come up from San Antonio and actually play in Austin, which I think is very cool because Austin has no pro sports teams Team. in the four major leagues. Yep. Yeah. So we went straight to the uh, the venue and we saw Florence and the Machine, who was oh fun. Great. I love Florence and the Machine. Seen Florence at least once, I think twice, but I, at least once for sure. Great, great performance, yeah. Yeah, we've seen her four times now. I think I probably told you the story, but we saw her MTV Unplugged set because I won tickets for that because it was on my birthday and Kanye was sitting in the front row of that. Yeah, you told me Uh, that, But she was great in Philly. She was great and awesome. I saw her like six years ago and she was great again here this time. So a lot of fun. Um, Wednesday night, I hung out with a friend, went to a couple of bars that I hadn't been to. Then Thursday, the reason I went down there this week in particular was because my sister had spent money on Harry Styles tickets. Oh. And she's like a super, super fan. And I like his music. I like his music a lot, but I wasn't like super familiar. 
And so I spent the time leading up to it, listening to a lot of his songs, listening to his albums, and like you know, looking at playlists, and like no, making sure that I know the songs he was going to sing. Rachel's a huge fan, and um, I have to admit too that he has a lot of catchy songs. Like, it's great. It, like it's not, no, it's nothing that like I would choose to listen to. But she's like, oh, there's a new Harry Styles song, and she'll play it, or like we'll be drunk and playing songs, and she'll cut in a Harry Styles song, and like I'm never objecting to them. So yeah. When we were there, and there's a whole ordeal leading up there, which I'll go into, but like when we were there, I was glad I went because he puts on a great show. But I'm sure he does. I've seen, I've also seen him on the Today Show, like on the news in the morning, and it was a lot of fun. I like his like goofy jumpsuits. Well, so yeah, so I liked his music a lot, but then I saw him at Coachella. I didn't see him at Coachella, like they live stream Coachella on YouTube, and I watched him, like, this is amazing. Like, it's so much more like theatrical and like big band. Like, he had like a four piece brass yeah. band, he had like a five piece, like, you know, keyboard, like rhythm section. Like, he had this whole big thing and like he makes a production out of it i'm like this is really cool to see but what i was really glad about other than just seeing a great show was that it felt like and i'm sure there have been other people since then but it felt like the closest thing to like beetle mania or like elvis mania that i would seen because like every single girl in this in the entire arena knew every word to every song when he took the stage the girl in front of us like turned around and just started like sobbing to her friends like this was such an experience for so many people Yes, it was great. I feel you. Two notes. One, I was thinking when you were talking about Florence that Florence is the closest thing that I've seen to Stevie Nicks. Okay, as, that's fair. As like a performer, sure. She has like the bit, like she has like that flowy witchy energy type situation. Yes. Yep. So I was thinking that in my head, but I didn't say it. And now that you say this, that's fun. And yes, I agree with you. I think that this is why I had so much fun at the Leonard Skinner concert that I went to because I could see older people enjoying music that they enjoyed as a teenager seeing people have pure joy at something brings me joy yeah yeah so you're so like even if you don't like harry styles like seeing like everybody be like amped know all the songs like that adds to the experience i agree and that's awesome so my sister was super, super excited, as you can understand, and she spent a yep. lot of money on these tickets, and she's like, there's this whole process for, like, making sure we have good seats, like, because we had general admission, but she's like, there's a whole thing, so, like, uh, here's what I want to do. I'm like, I will do whatever, like, this is your, you know, your show, this is, you know, yeah, your tickets, fine. I'll do yeah. whatever. Yeah. So this is all crazy, but it actually wound up working out, but we didn't know what the process was going to be specifically, we just kind of do things along the way. But she's like, I want to get there at 7 o'clock in the morning because they're going to give her wristbands at 9. And I was like, okay. So she lives like an hour outside of Austin. So I woke up at 545 and we left the house at like 550 and she drove. Okay. And we get to, you know, a parking deck near the Moody Center and we get online at like 645. And by the time we got our wristbands, there were already 700 people ahead of us. Yeah, so that people makes sense. had started lining up, I think, the day before at, like, 11 a.m. Like, they had camped out overnight. Like, when we get there, people are, like, sleeping on the ground. Like, it's just, like, a whole thing. So we're okay. like, okay. Because my sister's like, they're they're going to give away a 1,000 wristbands. So as long as we're one of the first 1,000 people there, we're going to get a wristband. And we're going to get the be the first people into the arena. I was like, cool. Okay. Do you get to leave after that, or do you have to stay? We get to leave after that. But we weren't, you know... I knew we were going to get to leave, but we didn't know exactly the process. So we get these wristbands for like 703 and 704 or whatever. And they were supposed to start giving them at 9 o'clock. They started giving them at like 830, I think. So even even though we were like 700 in line, by like 930, we were done. Um, Okay, that's cool. Yeah. There was a long line for merch, but merch wasn't even opening till like 11. So we're like, whatever, it doesn't matter. So we got breakfast, went back home. I took a nap. You drove an hour back. 
we drove an hour back. So I was like, we should hang out in the city. But she, my, my sister was like, I, you know, I have an outfit I want to wear. I don't want to bring it here. And I don't know where I would get changed. And she didn't mind driving or whatever. So we drove like 50, it's like 50, 50 or 55 minutes. So she drove back. Jesus. Okay. So then she gets changed. I take a nap. I have a work call like an hour before this thing at 4.30. So like they're like, okay, come back between 4 and 4.30 to line up again to then get into the arena. Yeah, because they're not going to be like, get in numerical order, right? So, well, like, go ahead. Hold on. Okay. Because I thought that same kind of thing. We're like, oh, so you're going to get there. Like, if you, you know, because we were thinking, like, okay, so we get the wristband. Do people who get the number one wristband just like stay there? Like, hey, we've already camped out since 11. We might as well just stay here because, like, oh, it's another, you know, 10 hours or whatever, right? Like, if we've been yep. here for almost 24, yeah. whatever. Okay. So we get back at like 4 30. I take a work call in the car. She goes down. There's no line for merch. She buys a shirt. She comes back cool we go down and they are literally lining people up in numerical order jesus okay i didn't so, expect that so that's like, awesome Here, though here's one row one one to 200 here's 201 to 400 here's 401 to 600 here's 601 to 800 whatever so we get a yeah. line and so i was very glad for the people who camped out there that like literally being first online means a lot that you get to be the first one in the arena and stand anywhere you want to stand. Which is awesome. Yeah, that's that's very fair. I just didn't expect them to be this organized. Neither did we. We did not know what to expect. So like Florence, because okay. it's at the same venue the Florence show was at. So okay. Harry's doing like this like residence where he did six shows over like nine nights in Austin. He's doing like eight shows in Chicago. He's doing like 10 or 11 or 12 shows in L.A. Like he's doing like long residencies. But in the middle of his stretch in Austin, there was a Florence and the Machine show that we saw. And there was a Gorillaz show on Friday. So like the okay. Florence show was like a traditional like basically one end of the basketball court. That kind of thing. The picture is a stage. People gather around that. They block the seats off behind it because you can't see the stage. Yep, yep. Harry yep. in the middle has a stage that's like a square, and then there are two runways on either side. So it's not like four runways, but there's two. So we get th- – we're in the third row on what we found out later was basically the back of the stage, but right three next deep. to a runway. You're three deep. We're three deep. My sister might even okay. be two deep. Okay, cool. So part of the show when he comes out – like when the opener came out, this band or this guy, I don't know, named Gabriel's – uh, he he or they because it's just like one singer in a backing band. I don't know if they're just you know if they're always with them or not. But they were they were playing to the other side. Like we barely saw them, so we're like oh, this might not be great. But then Harry comes out. He's like sprinting. He's doing laps. Yeah, he's, he's running gonna all do around. Back, he's gonna do stage presence. And, and he go basically back and forth. did yeah. a quarter of the show to each side. And when he was singing at on our side or running up and down like the the runway, we were probably like ten feet away from him. So like. I put up a video on Instagram and everybody who was just responding, she's like, how did you get so close? Like, I've never seen someone this close to him. I'm like, hey, man, like it just like I think there were a lot of people similarly close because there were not that many people on the floor. Like, I think even if we had shown up at like 858, like two minutes before we got on, we would have been like 10 or 11 rows deep. But like to get where we were required a little bit of waiting or whatever. But like it was great. And my sister had an amazing time. So that's awesome. It was awesome. And again, he was on a great show. I'm sure he does. That's that's really really cool. Good, yeah, dude. Awesome, awesome brotherdom. High yes. five on brotherdom. I try. So then, I'm hanging out like in between when we're not doing this. I'm hanging out with my sister, hanging out with my family, seeing the town they live in, going out for meals, whatever. Friday afternoon, I fly back. I land at like 11:45 or on the tarmac for a little while. It did one of those things that I'm sure that it happens on like literally every flight now where they're like, oh, if you want to courtesy check your carry-on bag, we might not have room for it. I'm like, all right, fine. Like I'm toward the end. Like here's the thing, whatever. 
There's plenty of room. I didn't need to check it. When nope. we get back to Newark, there's yep. like a 30-minute delay on bags. I'm yep. sitting in baggage for like 45 minutes. Yep. I then have to call the shuttle service who sends a shuttle to pick me up. The shuttle yep. is 10 or 15 minutes out. I take the five-minute ride back to my car. Then I drive the 40, 45 minutes home. I get home at like 1.45, and I'm like, yep. oh, my God. Like this, It's been like two or two and a half hours, somewhere in that range between the time I land and the time I'm actually sitting on my couch. And I'm just like, Jesus. Okay, go to bed. Wake up, drive almost immediately to Philadelphia <laughs> because okay. Saturday night, Chris podcast and I had tickets to see Carly. I drove down there. We went out drinking to a different, couple different bars at this one bar called Oscars, which is my other friend Matt says is a top three dive bar in Philly. Okay. There's a touch tunes machine and I go over the touch tunes machine and I'm trying to put in a credit card. There's no credit card machine. So I just like put in a $20 bill, like expecting change. Of course, they're not going to give me change. So no, have, they don't give you change. I have Uber. like... Why didn't you do it on your, you know you can do it on your phone too? There was right? no service. I tried. Okay. It would not connect. So and I'm you like, didn't get change from the bartender before you went to the thing. It's fine. I I was just okay. like, you know, instead of drinking, I'm just gonna put this on whatever. So I put on a Carly song, and this table next to us, next to the touch tunes, erupts. And this girl from halfway across the bar sprints over. She's like, Did you just put the song on? And I was like, Yeah. And they're like, Oh my god, are you going to the show? We're like, Yeah. I'm like, we are too. And so it was like uh, three gay dudes and a girl. And then the girl sprinted over and like, they're just talking to us. We're making friends. Like it just, it's a great time. We're just talking about Carly, talking about the show, whatever. I'm putting on all this different music. You know how like with touch tunes, like you need to pay like a normal amount to put it at the end. Or you could play. Or you could skip the line with like more money. Yes. Yeah. And you're at 20 bucks in there. Fucking send it. People are like fighting back and they're like, oh, we're going to put, you know, like, classic rock we're gonna put metallica but they're like songs that we like and so chris is just laughing like you know because we're both getting drunker and drunker whatever but he's like laughing he's just like they think we're they're owning us but like we love this music too so then like i put on like charlie xcx and table erupts again or whatever like i have like all the so basically by the time we left there was like another like 15 carly songs that we didn't hear because at a certain point i was just like i don't know what songs to pick i'm just gonna put on our entire album in order until i run out of credits so like we left and there was whatever so we got there there was like a vip experience which was not great uh, we got to do like a, a pre-show Q&A, which was fine, um, but we also had like early access, so we were like first and second row at the rail there too. Uh, cool. This is the fourth time I've seen Carly. It was the best time I've ever seen her. She played for like an hour 55, like an That's incredibly long show, That's played 28 songs. Where was it at in Philly? Was it at like Wells Fargo? Or it was what? in the Met. Okay, interesting. So I've seen her twice in Philly now, two different venues, and just, I mean, it was unbelievable. So when we were at the bar before, when we were, like, making friends, we're like, where should we go after? Because there's a couple different bars around. Like, let's go to this place, Lorraine. So we went to Lorraine, and it was packed inside, so we went out back, and it was, like, freezing and kind of drizzling. We're like, we're not going to stay here. So like, we yeah. just said hi to people, and then we kind of left, and I drove home because I get home at 2 o'clock in the morning again on Saturday night into Sunday morning wake up at 8 and immediately drive into New York to see the Vikings play the Saints in London at a Vikings bar, Jack Doyle's, in Manhattan. And Brian Slumber Party Rodriguez comes to the bar with me, and he's drinking, and he's watching F1 on his phone, and we're watching the game. The Vikings cardiac arrest people that they are barely squeak by, surviving a double doink. yes. So then from there, Brian heads home. I then go to Brooklyn because I'm meeting up with a different friend because Joe Para is showing the his show, Joe Para Talks With You. He's doing a final screening at the Bell House. And so they're showing on, on Saturday, they showed the first two seasons. And on Sunday, what we had tickets for was season three. So they came out and talked a little bit about it. They 
showed he the entire there. season. Joe Parra he was, was there. there. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then they did a Q&A afterwards. So it was Joe Parra, Joe Firestone, who plays his girlfriend, Sarah Connor, the guy who was like the head writer, Dan Licata, the director of most of the episodes, this guy named Marty, I think like a production designer, and then maybe somebody else. But like six or seven people, there's some actors in the crowd, like other people involved or just around. And it was wonderful. I was kind of falling asleep during the show because I had basically not slept for a week. Um, but I yeah, was, it sounds it was like it. and then I get home and it was, you know, wonderful. But like, I basically went nonstop for like six days and saw so many amazing things and just hung out with so many different friends and so many concerts and things. And I just like had an absolute blast. And I was like, this is so much. I'm glad we're doing this new format because like I would still be talking this long on a normal one. We're like, all right, now we have to do another hour and a half of the show, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. But man, no, it you've was had a awesome. busy, busy couple weeks, man. That's fun. That's a lot of fun, though. It was really good. And then my cats turned one on Saturday as well. So happy birthday, beans. I was not really home for them, but you know, my parents gave them toys, and I'm like, I already have so many toys here. I don't need to give them more toys, but my parents gave them some Halloween, some spooky toys that they're loving. So, yeah, that's cute. That's pretty really cool. Cute. Um, and then I have another concert tomorrow night, which I'll talk about, I guess, in three weeks, but or maybe yeah. you know, next week or whatever. But yeah, yeah, that's a lot of fun, though. I like it. Wow, what a nice yeah. update. Whew, a lot of concerts. Then, then you know, we also have another four people. Oh, we, I mentioned already the other Zach attack next week, but we got more yeah. stuff. Oh, and I have another concert next week too with Duke. Man, I got. I'm basically not trying to say no to anything. I'm just like, hey, I'll go. Yeah, sure. Why not? Yes. So you're doing the the what was it uh, when George says yes to everything? Was it was what was it? Am I thinking of that? Like, it, well, there I was, was there was a woman right? who wrote a book called My Year of Yes, where I think she said yes to everything and like then wrote about it. But it's a Seinfeld thing. I think there was a Seinfeld where like or, or some TV show that like the guy's like, I am not going to say no to anything, and they're like, Do you want to do this? And he's like, Yes. And he's like, and then they realize what he's doing, and they like fuck with them. I don't remember. That sounds like a Seinfeld thing. I don't remember that, right? but yeah, yeah. maybe. So media stuff. What do you want to talk about? Anything of note in the last couple of weeks? I think that Abbott Elementary is like a super super cute show. It's back. There's a lot of good TV back. So um, we've been watching uh, that. The resident historian Mike Manzi and I have been talking because we're watching the new season of Ink Masters. Cool which is really, really cool, too. Um, they've kind of changed Ink Masters. Like, that feels good... like the kind of show that you would have another name for, like Tattoo Show, but like it already is so... It's so, it's so fire-ass titled itself that like exactly. it's yes, hard to yes. simplify it even further. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this season, I feel like it's a lot of people... It was I think it was a lot of people that had been on the show before, and so you don't have that, like, the first three weeks of them, like, kind of being shit. Sure, yep. Oh, oh, that's also, like, what I really love for the first thing they ever did was MasterChef this year had back to win, so it was all people who, like, came in the top ten or yes, whatever, and yes. it was, like, they, the challenges were insanely hard, because, like, they're, like, these people know, are, like, good enough cooks, but also, like, they know the formats, so, like, we need to raise the ante, and I was, like, it was really cool to see, like, the all-star seasons, basically. Yes, 100%, that's what I'm saying, that's, and that's what's happening in Ink Masters, is, like, um, usually there's like, you know, four people off the rip that you're like, oh, these four people aren't going to win. Right. So it's just like those first four weeks or whatever, it's just like, okay, it's like one of them goes, one of them goes, one of them goes, one of them goes. And then it's like, now it's tight and like, it's a competition. Yep. This one started like as a competition off the rip. We watched Dragon Show. Sure. I have not, I've only seen two or three episodes. I'm behind on that. Oh, okay. Uh, it's good. I put out a tweet today. I think I'm sure you saw it, or maybe you didn't. It didn't matter either way. But a lot of people were complaining that the most recent episode, episode was six, too dark. was too dark. They couldn't see anything. 
And one of our friends had like was texting Rachel and was like, yeah, like, like you watched the episode, like how bad was it that you couldn't see anything? And I'm like, oh no, like my TV color is calibrated. <laughs> um, I could see everything. Mm-hmm. Like it was dark, but it was meant to be dark. Like yep. it wasn't like pitch black, right? And I'm like, does like nobody else do this? I no, I don't not. think they do. I think people take a TV out of a box and put it on a stand. They're just like, all right, here we go. But even then, like, the, you have to, like, actively fuck it up. You know what I mean? Like, out of the box, it's usually like, pretty decent. And then it's like, oh, you could change, like, vivid, whatever, whatever. Like, I just, like, super tweaked mine to be like, okay, like, I just want it to be as pure as possible so that I don't have to adjust it, right? Well, I think, though, that's that's not to be that guy, but that's also one of the major benefits of the, like, Blu-ray or the 4K, because, like, streaming is just going to, like, hollow out blacks anyway. And, like, if you watch something, like, locally, like, it's going to have a much more deep color. It's, it's not going to be as shitty. Even if your TV is fucked up, watching it on a Blu-ray as opposed to HBO Max is going to look a lot, lot nicer. That's fair. I don't watch any, like, physical media, though. Right. So, like, I'm not saying you. St- I'm just saying that everybody who's whining out there, like... You know, yeah, it was just like for. a weird. Yeah, it was like a weird whining. Um, so like there was, yeah, they, they were just like complaining, and it was just a strange thing. Either way, Dragon Show is like I don't necessarily think good, but it's entertaining. Cool. So um, I'm enjoying it just because like I think that I was more craving like long form fantasy. Yeah, did you start either the Lord of the Rings show or the Andor show, or no? Are you gonna watch either of those? Because I have not started either of those yet either. I might do the Lord of the Rings one, but. One of my coworkers said, okay, so for the Lord of the Rings thing, every review I see online says it's terrible. Every person that I know that's watching it is like, I really like it. I I have a couple of friends who are like, this is terrible. And then I have a couple of friends who are like, this is amazing. So I, I genuinely don't know. Like, I'm not a Lord of the Rings guy. I've only seen the movies once. I've never seen the extended edition. So, like, I oh. don't know if I'm going to care. But also that might mean that, like, I like it more because, like, I'm not, like, living the lore. Yeah, that that, that would make sense. I... I've seen, I've read the books, I've seen the movies in theaters and at home. Um, I put them on a lot to fall asleep. They're very calming. Mm-hmm. They like really are lull, they lull me to sleep and HBO Max has all the extended editions. So like if you put it on, you're you're in it for like four, it'll just run until it turns itself off, right? Yep, yep. I've seen like the first 20 minutes of The Fellowship like a, a thousand times, times yep. mm-hmm. but I haven't seen, you know, like I've probably seen them like twice. You're like, these movies sure are all green. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like the dragon, the dragon shits, like that one, like I vividly remember. Yeah. And the Andor one, like I'm probably not going to watch. Oh, but I tweeted, did you see that like Andor used the McLaren factory as one of their oh yeah, I saw the, the Etion. You said it looked like Etion, right? Well, no, Etion is also the McLaren oh, factory. Oh, 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 oh! I forgot that. Okay, very cool, very cool. It's literally the same place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's just so there's like, our Star Wars crossover. There's our Star Wars crossover. Yes, that's how we got there. I'm Luke freaking Skywalker. Well, it's, you're in you're in the universe, <laughs> I guess, man. Yeah. Have you guys <laughs> watched the new Rick and Morty season or no? No, we haven't even started. It's so it. good, man! It's so good. Is it? The first episode is good, not great. Every episode since then has been amazing. Like, it's been, and not like, they're not all like the, you know, like sometimes like the Rick and Morty, like the best episode, like the high, high concept stuff. Like some of that is this, but like, they've just been really, really funny, really good. And it's on what? Hulu? It's on Adult Swim. So I have it on TiVo. I don't know where you, I don't know where you can stream it. I don't know if it's I'm sure it's on. I think you can watch it on adultswim.com. I know you have a computer hooked up to your TV. I think you can just watch it on there. 
Oh, that's fair. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll do that. that it's works. really, really, really funny though. Like it's it's amazing. Like that's you know, as I was traveling for the last week, I'm like I fell behind a couple shows, and I'm like, this is the one I want to make sure that I watch first or now or make sure I don't oh. fall behind on because like it's just it's it's really good. Okay, I'm so down. Any, anything yeah. else you've seen of note? No, um, then the last thing is, like, I'm really fucking stoked that all the sports are back, dude. Like, I've been watching a ton of sports. Like, you mentioned you went to go see the Vikings with Brian, and, like, mm-hmm. I've been watching a ton of football. F1's on, uh, Champions League's on today. I'm really, really excited. You mentioned earlier that George Pickens, finally, he had his breakout day this week. Mm-hmm. When Kenny Pickett came in, you know, like, a bunch of catches, bunch of yards. Kenny Pickett got named the starter this week. I am excited. It is a new day in the Steelers fandom. I don't have to deal with the big bathroomed fuck anymore, and I am feeling good. Like cool. Kenny Pickett has done nothing morally wrong that I know of, so I can root him on with my whole heart, and I'm excited. I think so. it's funny, like to, to sum up, like N- NFL fandom. That the guy next to me at the bar on Sunday was wearing a Kirk Cousins jersey and wouldn't stop complaining about Kirk Cousins. Like, dude. Pick a side. Either, like, don't wear the jersey <laughs> or shut up. Like, I understand, like, hating on Kirk is kind of like what Vikings fans do. Yes, but yeah. you're wearing a Kirk jersey. Like, wear any other jersey and that's fine, right? But I don't know. Yeah. It, hey, man, it happens. It's just like, but yes, I do love fan, I, like, I love fandom. I love that people are back in arenas. I mean, not that they weren't, but like, and then hockey starts on Friday. So I'm fucking amped. I've been running all the TVs and living my best life. Uh, to myself. Three so, TV living. Three TV living, my friend. And yeah, sorry, uh, my Twitter has just spiraled into just being very, very excited about. Well, no, you put out the, the thing that this is going to be a stand account for Kenny and George, right? So pick and pick. Until January. Yep. Yeah, that's that's how it's going to work. But what have you been up to? What have you seen? Tell me, tell, what should I, what should I be watching? Give so me give me Hoop, the good stuff. Hooptober off to a slow start. Nothing really to recommend there. I did start another challenge, which is a much more long term challenge. Jason Rainey was doing this thing on Letterbox called the Letterbox Seasonal Challenge. I think it's like the eighth time it's happened, what's but it, it's a weekly it challenge. You watch. It's basically like Film Club, but it's it's more. It's similar. I guess it's not like Film Club. It's similar to Film Club, where okay. there are thirty three weeks, and each week has a theme. And you like find a movie that fits that theme that you've never seen before and you watch it that week. And you can watch it, you know, they're like, hey, if you like don't miss one, watch two in a week. Watch all 33 of the same week. Who cares? Just like here's basically similar to Hooptober. It's a way to like expand your visual palette. And I'm like, I don't want to watch this or not, but like, you know, I I would like to because there's a bunch of movies. Pick like a Taiwanese movie this Mm -hmm, week or mm -hmm. and it's and it's free form. You pick your it's not like everybody collectively votes. The first yes, exactly. So the first so it's it's not yeah, it's not like film club where it's like, oh, we're all watching election or whatever. It's just like you're watching a movie starring Matthew Broderick or whatever. It's like, oh, I want to watch election. So the first week I was so out of the thirty three, there were about twenty or twenty four, like somewhere like in the low twenties. Of movies like I genuinely wanted to see. I'm like, okay, cool. Like that's this. That's some nice crossover. Like things that I you know haven't seen yet. That this gives me a reason to watch. Yeah. Which again, cool. not that anybody ever needs a reason to watch anything, but like with my brain, with so much stuff that I want to watch, just like, oh no, I quote unquote have to watch that this week. I'll watch it. So the first week was one where I was like, I don't know, none of these, none of these four things. It's like watching a movie from like Costa Rica or Honduras or like two other countries, like similarly, you know, geographically located. And I'm like, none of these. And like, there's like he links to like the letterbox page which shows all movies for those countries. I'm like, none of these are on my watch list. I've never heard of any of these. I don't know. So I found this like 45 minute thing, which was fine. 
But the bigger one, the more important one, was that last week I watched Marriage Story for the first time, which I'm sure you saw because it was the Best Picture nominee. But that was the watching movie starring Ray Liotta because he plays the lawyer in that movie. You guys watched that a couple years ago, right? I'm sure. What? Mm, it's the Adam Driver ScarJo movie where they're getting a divorce. It was not only for Best Picture, so either you didn't, so either one of three things happened. You saw it and forgot, which has happened before. I, I, I'm Laura Dern, yep. Ray Liotta. Ask Rachel. Is Rachel there? Have we ever seen this movie Marriage Story that was nominated for Best Picture? We did not see it. Oh. Okay. Okay. Because there was a kind of a joke. Because it's really, she said it's really, really depressing. It's and not, I probably... it's kind of funny. It's, it's in, it's, it's, it's really good. So, okay. So the backstory here is it came out on Netflix in December of, I think, 2019. And I either am blowing through movies in December or I am, or I am really, really burnt out of movies and I'm just like, I can't do it anymore. Okay, yeah. So I think I told the story on here, but like years ago when I was in New York for a thing and my friend, or maybe I just told you, I don't know, but my friend got hit by a taxi and so it was a whole ordeal. Like I was hanging out with him, like he got hit on a taxi on the way to come hang out with me or whatever. And oh, so yeah, on I vaguely that, remember this. Okay, yeah. go ahead. The only reason I bring that up is because, like, all my friends who I would talk about Marriage Story with happened to watch it that night. So they're all talking about it. I'm just like, I can't watch it tonight. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. So just, like, talk about it, whatever. I don't care. So that was, again, almost three years ago. And this is a movie made by Noah Baumbach, who I love. I love Adam Driver. I love ScarJo. I love a lot of the things involved here. I'm like, I know I'm going to love this movie. It's, like, two hours and 20 minutes long. I don't know when I'm going to watch it. And so for this challenge, it's like, watch a Ray Liotta movie. I'm just like, all right. So I watched Marriage Story. Love Marriage Story. So okay, I'm cool. one of two in this challenge so far in terms of things that I love. Tonight, if I feel up to it, I'm going to watch Bicycle Thieves, the classic, you know, movie they teach in film class, Bicycle Thieves. I don't remember what the, the what's the theme for that one. Hold on. Tonight's theme, or this week's theme, as we do this, is neorealism, Italian neorealism. So one of those kind of things. Ugh, okay. Post-war Italian films focusing on depicting reality with little to no staged dramatization, many times occurring to non-professional actors. Basically, imagine everything you don't like about movies yeah. in a movie. So that's that. So I'm going to watch Bicycle Thieves tonight at some point. So that's going. But I watched two movies, I think, in theaters, unless I missed one. I saw Pearl. Which is the sequel to X? Have you did you guys watch X? Do you know about Pearl? Do you know no, about X? No, I don't. I don't know about either. X came out earlier this year. Both are by Ty West. There's another one called Maxine that's coming out. X was a horror movie that was set in the 70s, set on a porn set that they were Ooh. shooting amateur porn in like this Texas house or whatever. And Mia Goth is the star, and she in real life is Shia LaBeouf's wife and mother of their child. Mia Goth, like, as soon as that, that became, like, the sensation, I did not like that movie very much. Fan favorite Garrett Smith, main feed fan favorite Garrett Smith. Garrett, if you're listening to this, you're welcome. Uh, loved that movie, so he and I talked about it for a while. Basically, within two weeks of that coming out, they're like, hey, we shot a sequel. It's coming out this September. It's called oh, Pearl. Okay. And it's a prequel, because Mia Goth also, in that movie, plays an old woman who's living on the farm that they rent out the back house in. So she plays two characters in that movie. This movie is set in... World War Two times, or World okay. War One, World War One times, I think actually World War One, and she's playing the old woman, but as a young woman, and so then the sequel or whatever. So this one, I didn't love either, but there's a couple things toward the end that I really, really loved. Um, so I like this more than X. I want to rewatch X, but it's like it's weird because it's like it's not really a full movie. Like I don't know if you didn't watch X if you would like this, but people okay. once again going fucking nuts for Pearl, not as nuts as they were for X, but people love this. But of more note in terms of, like, 
cultural discussion. I saw Don't Worry, Darling, the Harry Styles, Florence oh. Pugh movie directed by Olivia Wilde. Yes. Do you know about the drama with this movie? I'm not going to Oh, yeah. You, you know I mean, come on, man. I have a woman that lives in my house. I know all about drama like this. This Please. has been like the top Who Weekly gossip story on the Who Weekly, the Patreon for I'm like sure, yeah. months now. Uh, I will say that the movie, it's not great, but I think it's really good. I think that the drama, unfortunately, kind of like taints it a little bit, but I think it's a really good movie. Um, I think that it's worth seeing. I don't know if I would pay to see it. I actually, you know, by the time this comes out, it'll be in th- it'll have been in theaters for three or four weeks, and I don't know if it'll actually still be in theaters. But I would say if you like kind of like weird sort of drama, suspense, thriller kind of movies, it's good. I think it's really good. I think Florence Pugh is great in it. Um, so I would say check it out in spite of all of the crazy drama. And if you want to hear like, just like look up Don't Worry Darling drama and like it's it's like the, the cattiest, tackiest bullshit of all yeah, time. Yeah, like Harry Styles spits on Chris Pratt or Chris Pine, sorry. Even though they're like, no, he didn't actually spit. It's like, well, okay, sure, sure, yep. Yeah, what uh, he's... And, like, Chris Pine looks like he's, like, barred out or, like, half asleep, this whole thing. Yeah, the whole situation. On on a random side note, there's been – maybe Who Weekly has talked about this, but have you seen social media talking about linemen, line wives, bucket bunnies this week? I didn't listen to yesterday's episode yet, so I don't know. Maybe they did, but I haven't seen this. What is that? There's, like, this whole slew of, like – women that are on TikTok that are married to men that like do uh line work and because there was you know the hurricane that mm-hmm. hit Florida a lot of them get shipped down to like disaster areas to like repair everything quickly and i don't know how true this is because i feel like if it was true every man would know that this is true the wives are always very nervous that there are groups of women out there trying to prey on their line worker husbands. Okay. Because they make a lot of money. Sure. And, you know, they get called into, like, disaster relief, and that's, mm-hmm. like, extra money, whatever, right? And they're, like, like us preparing for, like, fighting the Florida women trying to take our man. So is there are there are there like celebrities involved at all or is this just like normal people like panicking about this? This is normal people panicking about this. Yes, yeah, so I don't think like Who Weekly would just like they cover basically okay. reality stars like the people who like act okay, like celebrities okay. but aren't. But yeah, it's not okay. just like random drama. It's no, no, like no. specifically celebrity yeah. gossip drama. Okay, yeah. So there's that, and then there's like a bunch of them being like, well, like it's okay our husbands cheat on us because we don't need to have jobs and like we had live in huge houses. So, like, it just spiraled out of control for, like, the past, like, three or four days, and it's been awesome, hilarious. To, I had no idea that this whole culture existed. Huh. Okay. I just discovered it, and it's been delightful to, like, read through on Twitter. So, if you're bored and you like drama that doesn't involve you at all, and maybe, like, reality TV shows. I think I've seen, like, Kate Hudson liking a lot of these things. She's not the Kate Hudson, our Kate Hudson has been, like, into this kind of drama. It's, like, very much, like, something that tickles me and her. So gotcha. that's, yeah. that's what I'm telling you. But, yes, sorry. You said drama, and this is what no, I'm... No, 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 I get it. ...for the past, past couple days. I think that was the end of my list, basically, of things that I've watched or done. Listening to a lot of music in preparation for these concerts, but nothing really of note there. That's kind of fun, though. I like listening to music and prep for the concert. That's that's always a good time. I feel like I'm cramming for an exam. I like it doesn't matter because it's gonna be fun either way. But I'm like, I kind of want to know like what's coming to a certain extent, right? But like, yeah, yeah, just had to have like a scope. 
right, to put it in, to be like, this sounds like the record, doesn't sound like the record, this is a fun experimental version of this, or, like, they changed it, whatever, I get it. Because, like, what was cool, like, I didn't look at the Carly set because I know, like, all of her music, but... So for each of Carly's albums, she writes like a hundred songs, like not exaggeration. She writes like so, like way too many songs. I'm sure, so, I'm sure a lot of artists do this, but yes, go ahead. I think she's like, no, like she goes like way overboard to it, to an extent sure. that like most people don't. And so for the last two albums, the two like great ones that she's done, she put out that and she put out a side B, which has in like, basically she doubles the number of songs. So it goes from like 15 to 30. And so this one, this concert, this set she played, like had like her second song was off a of B side. Like she is like, she had like six or seven or eight songs that like, only fans would know. I'm like, this is so like deeper cool. cuts. Yeah, that's really cool. I, I was like, like this that. is amazing. So shout out to her. But I think that's all the stuff, the media stuff. So do you want to watch the trailer for the Fast and the Furious, the original, the OG? I think that we should. Because I... you've probably seen this trailer, but not in forever. I don't know. I'm, I'm sure I did maybe back then too, but I don't know. I feel like when we were talking about like Redline or something, we saw a trailer for it then. Like, when we were talking about the name being Redline, like, when, so I haven't seen it in a very long time. I don't remember it. So we're watching it, not movie clips, classic, just movie clips on YouTube. The Fast and the Furious official trailer number one, 2001 HD, posted in June of 2011. The 10-year anniversary has 3.5 million views. Let That's me know actually feels kind of low, right? It does, but also, I don't know, like... Being posted 10 years after the movie came out and, like, you know, eight or nine years after the DVD's out, like, who is going to watch the trailer, right? Like, you just, you, you go watch the movie. So, yeah, fair. I don't know. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready whenever you are. All right. Three, two, one, play. And we're back at the Too Fast, or Too Forever, Fast and Furious topic, the content you crave. Okay, yeah. When the sun goes... Okay, I, I, re- I remember this. I do remember this. this vaguely now. Yeah. This is slow playing it so hard. Another world comes to life. It looks cool, though. It Let's does. Okay, so Vin shows up 28 seconds into a 2 minute and 10 second trailer. Okay, the music gets hype. Yeah. Oh, every action shot. Okay. Sex. Brian and me and making out. Yeah. Shots. Shirtless. Shirtless. Oh, rips his... But if you win, you get her too. Okay, wow. lots of sex. Okay. You know when we probably watch this, honestly, when we did a pre-roll for one of the family watch-alongs? You're right. You're 100% put this right. That's exactly what it was. Yep. Which we need to do another one of soon. Yeah. I really like Limp Bizkit as a band. <laughs> like, it's lame as that is. Like, they were fun. In this era, this moment, like, fun. I think this is a, a, a great trailer, full stop. I think it's a really good trailer without spoil. I mean, it's spoiling a lot, but, like, you don't know what it's actually spoiling. Um, I also guarantee that if I saw this in 2001, I would have been like, nope, not for me. Oh, man. I would have seen that and been like, yes, for me, hype. I am excited. Cool. Yeah, it, it was like every single action shot set piece all just smash cut together as fast as possible with Limp Biscuit playing in the background. Yeah, and fast enough that like you don't really have the context or know like what's happening. Like They show like Dom's car flipping in the, like, the final shot of the movie, basically, but it's just like, we don't know when that happens. It could be any time. It could be any time, and also, like, I think even with like the spoilers of it, like... 
that's not the, the biggest turn is figuring out Brian's a cop, right? Right, and you so, don't know like, that. Yeah. Although I will say, like the the car flipping, like when I saw Terminator Genesis, which is the one that came out like seven ish years ago, like fourteen or fifteen that trailer was shown before like every movie and that's when i was seeing like three or four movies in the- like that's like the peak movie pastime so i was seeing a ton of movies in theaters and i saw that trailer like i tried to avoid but at a certain point i'm just like i've already seen the trailer who gives a shit like i'm just gonna watch this yeah and there was a scene that where like there's like a, a a school bus dangling off a bridge and like there were like three or four other like major set pieces i'm just like okay like we haven't gotten here yet oh here's the bridge scene here's the bus scene okay cool like you knew it was coming because like they hammered home but i know that i'm in the minority because like normal people go to the movies like once or twice a year and like they haven't seen the trailer 40 times but i'm yeah. like i'm like waiting for these things so like if you're waiting for the car to flip it's like oh the car hasn't flipped the car hasn't flipped oh there, there there's the car that flips okay cool exactly yeah so all right, the final thing to do before we say goodbye, not before we take a break, before we say goodbye, is the Fast and the Furious Minute, the Too Fast, Too Furious Minute, Minute 76, a minute I called, I was made for this, bruh. Got it. Swin up, man, you ready for this? Come on, man. Guns, murderers, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bruh. So in this minute, Brian and Roman finish prepping for the job in front of the Cuban restaurant Versailles. Enrique and Roberto show up. The four drive off to a trailer park at the trailer park. Enrique and Roberto pull sledgehammers out of their SUV. Brian and Roman slowly make their way over. Enrique knocks on the door of trailer number 14 with the sledgehammer's handle as the minute ends. Very kind of pedestrian minute. Not much going on here. Lots of um, shots of their faces in the car to start, and then the car's driving to to and through the trailer park. There's two people looking on. There's a woman at the clothesline, a man inside a trailer looking out. Well, the woman with the clothesline is the cop that was undercover we saw in the last minute. Well, she is she the one that's sitting down, like the yes. really gusty up yes. one. You sure? You positive? Positive. Yeah. Okay. But the guy inside is like this very like he's got like a blue spotted shirt and like a very nice yellow blazer on like it's a very thing my only real thing that i noticed here that i wanted to point out that i loved is that enrique and roberto are both wearing sandals which feels like a weird thing when you're about to pull a job but not only that they are wearing the same sandals it looks like which okay i, think very, I didn't notice that very that's cute. really fun very yeah cute. it is cute and i guess florida right like they're in florida why not but what did you notice in this minute minute 76 the, the name coming from a line that Roman says, come on, man, guns, murders, and crooked cops. I was made for this, bruh. Good, 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 good. I'm glad you said that. I'll get there eventually. I noticed a fun thing. My favorite thing that I noticed in this scene, I have a very, very favorite thing, that across the street of the trailer, like when you see like kind of the guy peeking through the window type situation, like when you get like that kind of Mm -hmm. shot, is um, across the street, they have like, Remember those like Fisher Price cars 
Sure, yeah, yep. That you could sit in like mm-hmm. as a, like a toddler. They have like a rocking chair version of that too, if you remember. And this one is shaped like a like a fish. Cool. And I was like, oh, that feels very, very Florida. I got the car, got some of the stuff sitting outside, but nothing is actually really that interesting besides what you mentioned and bring up is that they pull sledgehammers out of their car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Interesting thing. We don't really see sledgehammers too often in movies. So I was like, oh, that's cool. Oh, and I couldn't find the fucking trailer park. I looked everywhere for it. Nobody mentions where this trailer park is, and that was very disappointing to me. I was hoping that we could have gotten the trailer park, figured it out, tried to find the trailer. We can't. I'm sorry. I feel like, and you know, this is probably true of every state, but I feel like, especially in Florida, there's a ton of trailer parks. Like, if you found yeah. it, I'd be like, I would be amazed that you were able to find one. Yeah, like, there's, like, people that, like, talk around it that are like, oh, like, well, like, the next scene after the trailer, you know what I mean? But, like, nobody really mentioned But you're right. It's just, like, it's a fucking trailer park. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No offense about that, but just, like... Well, there's also a chance, like, this, like, it didn't exist. They just, they, they brought in, like, four trailers to strategically look like it's a whole thing, right? Like, they're just, like, we can't disrupt the whole thing. You it's need, like, cost six, us, like, yeah, exactly. essentially, to make this work. But, I mean, they look like they're, like, established, and there's, like, shit around them and stuff. So, like... It might be real. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I had an idea. My, my first idea for the trivia question was exactly what you had at the bottom, and I guessed. But I had a different idea for the trivia question, and okay. you actually just brought it up. Do you know what my idea is? Can you guess? Are you guessing what are the the elements of the job that Roman's trying to uh, say he fits in with, maybe? Almost, almost there. Because the it question is. I have is, what tool do Enrique and Roberto take out of their vehicles before entering the trailer? Axes, saws, shovels, or sledgehammers? The answer is sledgehammers. But it's what excellent. was the, what was the question excellent. you were thinking? I was thinking, what does Roman not say he is made for? Okay, so you so guns, murderers, and crooked cops would be three. Gangsters is the fourth. It's not gangsters. Is there a way we could word that question? Because I think, was he not made for? Because he's, he's saying he's made for the job. So, like, what what element of the job does Roman what not say? What elements he's... of the job does Roman... What element of the job does Roman not say he was made for? Is as succinct as you can get and direct and specific, right? What element of the Carter Rome job does Roman not say he was made for? Yes. Guns, crooked cops, and what's the last one? Murderers. Murderers. See, even I forgot already. Okay. We'll do both then. I think that's fine. Right? Do you like that? Did sure. You, is that, that one work too? Cool. Okay. So we have two questions. I also want to say that the music getting ready for action from the score ends in this minute. It continues at the beginning and ends. And then hiding place in the trailer begins in this minute. I'm excited for the next minute because I think that we'll get some stuff i was like tr- like i couldn't even get the plate off the back of the car because like it, it we only see it when it's driving like the durango like we only see their car when it's driving when i was like looking for the trailer park thing i saw somebody else mention the versailles restaurant and saying it's probably it's arguably the most famous cuban restaurant in the world you think you think more so than cha 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 <laughs> maybe possibly but, possibly um but they had mentioned remember because what like last minute we were like looking it up and we were like oh like it's still there one 
it's been remodeled and the sign says like is this the one that you were saying that is like the oldest one that you were talking about rachel's mom saying find the oldest restaurant in rome or whatever is that this or is that something different no i think it's this because because okay. I, I think like like the first like in the movie it says like open for 75 years and then like it's been updated it's like open for 90 years or something you know what i mean mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. when we like found it on google maps it's like the, the years have been updated to be like we've been around forever so um yeah so somebody says like you know because of the length of time because think about it like how many cuban restaurants were around for like more than 20 years 30 right like i have no idea i don't even know where to begin with that guess but i think you're probably right because like we didn't have like that many like ethnic specific eateries even since i've been a child until now like you see like you're like oh like that's the ethiopian restaurant you know you're like when when the fuck did you see that when you were a kid yeah, I wonder, like, Cuban, like, I think, like, Italian and Mexican, like, there are certain sure, that have just, sure. and, like, Greek maybe have been, like, always Chinese. around. Chinese. Even Greek might be, like, like and I'm not Greek saying second tier in any way that is, like, other than just not as mainstream, because, like, Ethiopian is, like, oh, that's kind of exotic, but, like, it's not, but, like, people are just, like, I don't know... I'm a white person. Why would I want that food? It's like, well, because it's delicious. Like, what what's wrong with you? Exactly. But yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah. Cuban is like at best maybe in that second tier. Like, it's not Mexican, Italian, Chinese. Yep. It's not like an emoji of like a Chinese food box or like a bowl of spaghetti or something, right? Yes, ex- precisely. That's but what I'm saying. I think it might be in that second tier with like things like Greek food or German food or whatever. Agreed. Which like it could have been around forever. I don't know, but it's just not as like it's not like there's. Like, it's New Jersey where there's, like, a million Italian restaurants or whatever, right? Yes. Like there's, like, a, a handful of, like, great Cuban ones, so. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else of note in this minute? No, that's that's all I got. You're right. It was a pretty pedestrian minute. I hope that we, like, being inside the trailer and knowing that they, like, you know, break the money through the wall next then I hope is more interesting visually for us. I hope so, too. I mean, especially since we're doing only one minute every three weeks now, each minute means more and less, in a way, right? It's just like, oh, yeah. okay. So, we'll see. Um, oh, uh, and a side note that has nothing to do with this minute. I was thinking of you today mm-hmm. and the minute, and I actually expressed it to the students because they were doing an, exper- an experiment and they had to use the golden squeegee like Suki is using oh. in the scene. Yes, I had to go find you like, it. Did I, you know that this is in Too Fast, Too Furious? I, I like, 100% did. No, I 100%. By the way, these kids, did I, have I told you about them? That like they've like never seen Fight Club? Like ne- They've never seen like any movie. Well, so I you know, I was with Chris at the Carly show, and we were just like talking to people around us, and there was like this 22-year-old girl next to me, and we were talking about movies or whatever, and I'm like, have you seen this? She's like, nope. Have you seen this? Nope. I'm like, all right. I'm like, I'm trying to like, I'm trying to relate to you because if there's one thing that I can I that I can know about, like I know you know some gossip stuff, I could probably, but I'm like, movie, like if I can't connect with you, like if I can't figure out what movies you've seen, like you've seen no movies. And we eventually landed on Bodies, Bodies, Bodies as one that she's seen and she loved. Also, I'm like, okay, cool. Like we got there. And then like to our left, there was basically like a 21 year old version of me and Chris, which is like, I've seen all the movies ever. And I'm just like, yeah, okay, get, I get it. But like, you know, one of those kind of things. But yeah, the the young kids don't watch movies. They don't, and, like, the movies that, like, really hit for us, which I thought would be, like, for because of the circles that we run in, like, these are, like, so classic, right? Like, I, like I can't um, fathom meeting someone that hasn't seen Fight Club, and they both are just like, nope, haven't seen it. It's like, whew. So, yeah, they know what the Fast and the Furious is. I think at one point they asked me if Nicolas Cage was in Fast and the Furious or something, too. You're like, there's, close, there's... I confuse the movie sometimes myself. Yeah, yeah. So, but anyways, squeegee today, Suki squeegee. 
I was really excited that I that they used it, and I did tell them the story about it. Suki IRL. Yeah. So next week, we are back with Montez for the aforementioned Too Fast, Too Furious with that aforementioned Gold Squeegee. So keep your eye out for it next week with Montez, Too Fast, Too Furious. But for all things Too Fast, Too Forever, go to cageclub.me, facebook.com slash Too Fast, Too Forever, or at Too Fast, Too Forever on Twitter and Instagram. Email us, family at cageclub.me. Check out our Patreon page for all Tell of those episodes. Tell us if you like this. Yeah. Did you like it? Let us know. Yes. Do you like this format? Because we could always change it. I think this was... It's always it's gonna be funny that like these are always I think gonna be consistently the longest episodes and we have nothing to actually talk about because it's just like when do we stop? But you know, yep. exactly. whatever. Email family at cageclub.me. Let us know about your heist picks, your Muppet picks, what you think of the format or whatever. Too fast for our Patreon. Too fast shop for our store. And come back next week as Montez returns for Too Fast, Too Furious. I'm Joey Lewandowski. I'm Joe too. And we'll tell you all about it when we see.